listening to the Week Ahead podcast from Strong Towns, hosted by me, Rachel Quedno. This is your chance to catch up on the latest events and goings-on behind the scenes of the Strong Towns organization. Tune in every Monday for more updates. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Week Ahead podcast. Uh, I'm Rachel, and my guest today is Chuck Marone, president of Strong Towns. Chuck, how are you doing? Hey, doing wonderful. How are you doing? It's slightly warmer here. Looks like it might actually break uh, freezing this week, so that would be awesome because then I can actually go outside and not die. Well, we had like a huge warm-up. Like it's 40, 40, 50 degrees warmer (laughs) yesterday than it had been in the few days prior. Yeah. So we were out, I mean, I was outside in a sweatshirt yesterday going ice skating. It was just fantastic. Um, but it was like 28 degrees, 29 degrees. It felt like 50 or 60. It was just amazing. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's turned, the weather has turned for the better. So over the last week, and I think you're going to continue this week, you've been writing a series of pieces, um, that talk a lot about kind of strong towns basics. Um, this is really good for both people who are new to our movement, but also I think people who have been following us for a while. Um, it's a good reminder. And there's a lot of new insights in the stuff you've been sharing. So today you published a piece called A 12-Step Program for Financially Insolvent Cities. And this is kind of using the you know 12-step uh, Alcoholics Anonymous type uh, format to help cities think through finding a new uh, you know, a new way forward out of their financial insolvency. Um, what made you think of this model, uh, <laughs> using this model for cities? Uh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> not to get too personal, but, uh, I, I, I come from a long line of people who have, uh, been in, uh, been in different 12 step programs, um, Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, I, I, I know a lot of people. Uh, in fact, I, I, one of the things, if you invite me out to a place like curbside chat, everybody wants to, oh, I'll take you out for a beer or whatever. I, I don't drink and I don't drink not because I'm, uh, I, you know, I've been through a 12 step program myself, but I've just seen so many people in my life struggle with substance abuse issues that I've, I've just kind of never gone down that path, uh, myself. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like keenly aware of the the process. And also, yeah, I will say, uh, it's positive benefits, both in getting people off of a bad, uh, situation and also keeping them on a path that really helps them over the long run. And I, yeah. I, I've sat through, I, I can't tell you how many meetings I've sat through, um, where someone will show up and this used to be me as the engineer. And so I, I, I will not exclude myself from this, but you know, let's go back to me. You, you'd show up and uh, you'd have some report, and the report would say, you know, you spend X amount per year on, on road maintenance in order to maintain mm-hmm. every road you have, you're going to have to spend eight times that amount. And they, you know, they just look at you like, what, what, like, <laughs> you know, you might as well say like, you've got to make, you know, the moon into cheese, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's just absurd. It's like it's not going to happen. But as an engineer, you say it with a straight face. And then what happens is that you formulate some approach that basically at, at its fundamental like, ignores the problem and kind of tries to rationalize it away. Well, 
what can we do today? We can increase our budget eight times, but we can increase it by, you know, uh, 20% instead of 800%, <laughs> you know, so what can we do with the money that we have? And then you go out and you try to make do with that. And, and, you know, you make sure that, uh, the, the person who shows up at the meeting and complains a lot, their roads taken care of, and you make sure that the new business coming in or the place you want to attract the new thing, they get the, whatever limited resources you have and everything around mm-hmm. you kind of slowly declines and, and you rationalize it away. And to me, this, this kind of collective rationalization had a, a lot in common with what you see people who struggle with substance abuse issues, you know, like tomorrow yeah. I'll get sober, tomorrow I'll change, tomorrow something will be different and it will make it easier for me to deal with the problems in front of me. And, and the reality is, is that no, like nothing's really going to yeah. change tomorrow, except it's just going to become the, the bad habits are just going to become a day more entrenched in who you are and, 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 you know, what, what you, where you're at in your life and, and you're going to have fewer opportunities to have meaningful time left. And so to me, I, I, I've thought about this for many years actually. And, and I thought this would kind of be easy when I sat down to write it out. Um, it was really hard. I mean, I, I wanted to have this published a week ago and I spent, hours and hours, like writing it, rewriting it, going over it, changing it, um, trying to yeah. get the the tone and the language just right. Because it's a 12 step programs are deeply personal. First of all, mm-hmm. they, they're not, sometimes they're a punchline in a joke and I get those jokes. They're funny. Um, but when you are embarking on a 12 step program, it's like a deeply painful, serious life altering kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I wanted to approach it with that level of seriousness. If you're a community and over and over and over again, you're just faced with these overwhelming financial commitments that you know you're never going to meet, stop putting it off. Stop pretending that something will change and actually deal with it. And you start with, you know, the iconic first step, which is admitting you have a problem. You know, hi, I'm Chuck. I'm with the city of Brainerd. We have a problem. And mm-hmm. uh, it goes from there. And, and I hope that, I mean, I'm looking at our board right now and I'm seeing there's, you know, hundred some people reading it at the moment. I, I'm hoping that it, uh, it resonates with people and uh, people actually use it. I think another reason that this is a really apt uh, connection to the 12 step program is that we really have seen communities across the country that are just like addicted to growth. Um, so the addiction model makes a lot of sense here. You have to really change things in order to get out of that and cut yourself off from that. Well, and let's, uh, you know, let's give some context to the word addiction too, because what we're talking about is the need to essentially deal with past problems by having new growth. So you, you, you experience growth, you create a whole bunch of liabilities for yourself. Now you have all these new roads to take care of and new pipe to take care of and all this stuff that you've promised to do with the new growth and the way you, uh, address those things, the way you take care of those things is to go and get yet more growth. Uh, that gives you more. It's, it's, it's it's the Ponzi scheme. It's the downward spiral. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's, I think breaking out, growth is not bad. Growth is good. I mean, I think cities that experience growth are, are in general, uh, have more options and are better off than cities that don't. But what we have to get to is a situation where the binary equation is not growth or death. 
You know, we either mm-hmm. grow or we fall apart and completely, you know, can't operate. Uh, but where growth is a positive, but lack of growth is okay too. Like we can, we can manage, we can make it without having to have that. So yeah, I, I think that's a apt uh, way to look at it. So if you're interested in discussing this topic or anything else, Strong Towns related, uh, we invite you to join us this Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central on Slack, our discussion forum. Chuck's going to be hosting just an open conversation with anybody who is interested in joining. So bring your questions and ideas and comments, and we should have a good conversation. This is our first official Slack chat of the year. Um, We have people talking on Slack constantly, but uh, we like to have these occasional focused um, times when several people, you know, commit to talking at the same time and having a a really productive uh, dialogue in a short span of time. So log on Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central if you're interested in talking further about this. I love doing these too. And um, you asked me to do this one. I got to say, um, we have a lot of new people since we launched the local page on our site. Yeah. A lot Um, of people have joined our Slack recently because there's a lot of local conversations going on, on our Slack. Um, but I want to say, uh, the stuff we do in the Slack chats matters quite a bit. Um, the whole, uh, concept for the local page, we kind of worked out in a Slack chat. It was the, kind of recommendation of one of, you know, a, a number of people in the last Slack chat I did. And I gave them the problems we were struggling with and said, how would you guys deal with this? And by the end of an hour of, of chatting about that and, and other things, uh, we had this approach and we've now implemented it and it's out there and it's doing really well. People are engaging with other people and finding other people in their communities who want to talk strong towns. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I get a lot out of the Slack chats and I, I think other people do too. Uh, we have another event coming up next week, but I wanted to alert everyone about it now. Um, Chuck is leading a webinar about the American infrastructure crisis, which is hosted by NTH consultants, but it's open to anybody who is interested. I'll post the link to register. It's free. Uh, it's Tuesday, January 16th at 11 a.m. Central. Uh, so if you're interested in learning more about infrastructure challenges from a strong town's perspective, check out that webinar, sign up and uh, join us for that. This is kind of a new thing. I guess, I mean, we've done plenty of webinars before, but yeah. doing it kind of hosted by another group. This is a, a presentation that you've given live many times, but not, uh, I don't think you've ever given it online. So. No, it's and, a good, unique opportunity for people. Yeah, for our regular, for our longtime audience, a, a lot of there's a lot of curbside chat overlap here, uh, but the background to it is uh, is the the whole dialogue on our infrastructure crisis in America. I think I only have a half hour to present too, so it's going to be pretty. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, okay. and they already have uh, like something like 600 people signed up. So, and most of these uh, are people who do not know strong towns. So I'm going to try to hit them with some of the, uh, some of the oldies and goodies, you know, stuff, stuff that, uh, they can, uh, walk away with in a short period of time, but there'll be some new stuff too. And, uh, some new ways of looking at things. So if you've been around a while, it's free. So the price is right. Uh, come on over and, uh, be part of it. Yeah. I'll post the sign up link in our, uh, notes. 
So I wanted to welcome the newest members who have joined Strong Towns in the last week. We have several. Jennifer Acosta of Midland, Michigan, Ellen Doudna of Berkeley, California, Roger Foreman of South Bend, Indiana, Joshua Galelli of Garden Grove, California, Robert Handler of Houghton, Michigan, Walter Monk of Tampa, Florida, John Porterfield of Cuenca, Ecuador, Carl Seifert of Austin, Texas, and Eric Wilson of San Francisco, California. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And special shout out to our new Ecuadorian friend. That's always exciting to have international Strong Towns members. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And we'd love to hear from you from Ecuador, how our message is, is helping you and, uh, and uh, you know, why you felt compelled to, to be a member. We really thank you and, and would like to know more. Chuck, final question. Any interesting books or podcasts on your radar these days? You know what? Um, yes. And I think I'm going to write about it this week because it was so fascinating. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a podcast that I like called Open Source with Christopher Lydon. And it mm-hmm. is a like solidly left of center podcast. Um, but from a very, um, how do I want to say, like almost like working class um, I've I, I really valued their take on a lot of things and their analysis and also the guests that they've had on. One of the recurring people they have on is an economist named Mark Blythe. And Mark Blythe is a, a Scottish economist living in the U.S., has lived here since the early 80s, teaches out on the East Coast. Um, but he's kind of like a grew up working class and has a very kind of different perspective than you get from a lot of left of center economists who tend to be very academic focused and have a, you know, an academic background to them. And I love his analysis. I really do. And he did an open source, did an hour long interview with Mark Blythe talking about current economy, uh, everything from the Trump phenomenon to the tax cut bill to, uh, the stock market and, uh, you know, the kind of the future of uh, economics generationally in America. Mm-hmm. I listened to it and I'm not exaggerating. I listened to it four times over the weekend. Um, it was Wait, that the same episode, the same episode four mm-hmm. times. And I felt like I got new stuff out of it each time. Um, okay. so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm kind of obsessed with it and I might listen to it a fifth time because I'm going to write about it this week. It was very good. Cool. I just started listening to a new podcast that is not necessarily uh, along Strong Towns lines, but it's called The Longest Shortest Time, and it's about um, like parenting, uh, which I'm not a parent, so that might sound weird, but I don't know. There's a lot of just interesting like human stories about huh. the many different ways that people are parents and funny things, absurd things, surprising things. Um, it's It's one of those like more highly produced podcasts. Like I think it's a, you know, a former like professional journalist. Um, a lot of the podcasts I listen to are more low budget like ours, but, um, it's, it's interesting to listen to one that's more, you know, like very highly well edited and everything and snappy. So I love the title. That's a fun one. Yeah. The title describes being a parent perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, there's some, there's some days when you're like, when is this day going to end? It's like forever. And then you look back and, you know, my oldest is 13 and a half. You're like, where did 13 years go? Yeah. So yeah, that's a brilliant title. Brilliant. 
All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for today. But I did want to ask our listeners, since um, we're we're refocusing this podcast a little bit to say definitively that it is hosted by me and Chuck is my guest. That means uh, we can have other guests on here too. So if you have a thought on a Strong Towns staff member or contributor or somebody else that you think would be a good guest for this to talk about, you know, the inside scoop on Strong Towns, uh, let me know. I've had Kia on here a couple times and we'll probably have some other staff members for sure, but let me know if there's somebody else you're thinking about. I think some of our writers would be interesting to have on and uh, some of our members, yeah. particularly some of the the real active ones. Uh, I think just getting their take on some of this would be fascinating. I agree. Okay, cool. Well, I think we're going to have a special uh, Chuck Solo podcast on Thursday. I don't know what That's it's going to be about, but I'm sure it will be very interesting and compelling. So tune hey. in Thursday for that one. I was going to tell you, guess what book I got last week that I started, but then got sidetracked with Mark Blythe uh, over and over and over? Uh, I don't know. Abraham. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I started it. I started it too. It's not quite what I thought it was going to be. Oh, really? It's a little bit more like memoir, biblical, (laughs) uh, like analysis versus like, I thought it was going to be more like history and politics. Um, Uh But so far it's interesting. The intro that I listened to sounded really good. So I'm excited. It's the next book on my list. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and uh, come back Thursday for our next podcast. Take care. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org.